It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully you all are doing well. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, this is part two, I guess, of our two-part preview edition of the game against Houston. Some bad news for BYU along the defensive front, but also some good news we'll get to in terms of the personnel notes I'll be passing along to you on today's podcast. If you haven't seen so already... Kyrus Tonga, BYU star defensive tackle, not expected to be available for tonight's game. We'll break that down for you guys. What BYU may have to do to counteract losing their star defensive tackle. We'll also get to some of the news and notes regarding what you need to know about the Houston Cougars going into tonight's game. And, of course, give you our score prediction and catch up on everything else going on with the Cougars. So a lot to get to on a Friday edition of the show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over at Built Go, as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here and waste no more time. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for October 16th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I know they say this a lot, but there are a lot of you who are just checking us out for the first time. So if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of the show. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. The big three that I like to call them, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We're available on all of them, but pretty much every and any podcast provider you can find us on, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. All right, getting going here today. The bad news that I put out on social media last night, and it is that BYU will be without the services of Kairos Tonga. Obviously, that is a massive, massive blow to the BYU defense. Uh, what I can tell you about this is Kairos was left home due to a non-COVID illness. That comes from multiple sources I have talked to, and it's going to hurt BYU and their chances in tonight's game. Obviously, losing your best defensive tackle, probably your best defensive prospect in terms of the NFL draft, it's a massive blow. But I think BYU has been working on this all week. And I know Ben Criddle, as well as some other people out there, reported that Kyrus hardly practiced this week. It was something I had heard about as well via my sources. And the hope was that he would get better and be able to go. Obviously, he's a young man who's been in the system for a number of years now. And you would expect, you know what, with little to no practice time, if he's healthy enough, he can probably get by and play just fine. But unfortunately, never was cleared by the doctors. They didn't think it wise for him to travel with the team. So he was left home in Provo while the team made that trip down to the University of Houston for tonight's game. So it's a massive blow for the Cougars. Now they have to look forward and try and figure out who's going to replace him. I think the number one guy on this list, and it's a name many people I don't think are thinking about, is Caden Haas. You've probably seen him play. He wears the number 73 out there. He's a former BYU offensive lineman, was originally the backup center to James Empey last year in particular. But during spring ball, he was moved over to the defensive side of the ball to see how he does. And by all accounts, 
He's done pretty dang well because he's the backup to Kairos Tonga, or he was the co-backup with Lorenzo Fawatea. We learned earlier this week that Zoe, uh, as most people call him, Lorenzo Fawatea, announced that he had suffered a season-ending injury in the game against UTSA. So obviously, Caden Hawes, as the backup to Kairos Tonga, you naturally assume he will move up into that starting role for the Cougars at nose tackle. I like Caden Hawes' game. I am very high on his ability. He is as strong as an ox. He has proven that, you know what, I can get the job done on the interior here. The issue is he's still relatively new to the position. Some of the nuances of pass rush and some of these things may be where he struggles in a game like tonight's game. If you want to take any good news out of this, and I know it's tough to find it, is that BYU is facing one of the true air raid, and I mean that in the most sincere way, the one of the most true air raid teams in all of the country because Dana Holgerson is an air raid disciple. And the air raid offense, they throw the ball all over the field. The one thing about Dana Holgerson is, though, is he does deploy more of a run game than most air raid offenses. And having this information of Kairos Tonga being out obviously may cause them to change their game plan a little bit and try and run the ball. If there's one thing I believe Caden Hawes can do above average at nose tackle or defensive tackle for BYU, it is this. He can stop the run. He has proven to be very stout in the run game. He's not the tallest guy on the field, but I'll tell you what, he's got absolute tree trunks for legs. And when he gets in position, it is hard to get him out of that spot. So I am high on guys like Caden Haw's ability to hopefully fill in for Kairos Tonga in tonight's game. Additionally, other guys to keep an eye on would include Bracken Elbakri. Usually kind of plays that off-tackle role and BYU's in a four-man front, but he could move inside to nose-tackle for a spell as well. Saleti Feveliaki, another big body in the middle there, as well as Gabe Summers. The truth of the matter is, folks, BYU right now at nose-tackle is down their top three guys you would have thought going into the season. And I'm speaking of Kairos Tonga, Lorenzo Fawatea, and Atunaisa Mahe. Many of you have been wondering about Atunai Samahe, what his status is. He suffered an injury at some point during fall camp and has been out ever since. My sense on this, and I don't have necessarily a report or somebody telling me that this is exactly what's happening, but my gut feeling is that he is done for the year. So BYU is down two of their top three defensive tackles slash nose tackles for the entire season, in my opinion one of which already announced himself that he is out, and the other who will miss at least tomorrow night's game with a non-COVID illness. The truth of the matter is, folks, BYU is very thin at defensive tackle in the interior of their defensive line. I would like to see BYU blitz a lot more in tonight's game to hopefully counteract for that. That might be wishful thinking with guys like Elisa Tuiaki in charge of the defense, but if they have any sense of what might be coming their way without Kairos Tonga, I would hope they run some more run blitzes to hopefully make up for him on the interior. So that is the bad news. The good news on the personnel front is that Jake Oldrade, BYU's kicker who missed last week's game against UTSA, should have no restrictions in tonight's game, barring an unforeseen issue that pops up. He should be available to kick for the Cougars. James Empey should be available to play at center for BYU in tonight's game, which obviously would bolster the BYU offensive line. 
I'm also hearing that Keanu Saliapaga, who I reported on this podcast, underwent three different offseason surgeries, has finally been cleared and is in Houston with the team. He was working this week mainly with the backups. I wouldn't expect him to start in tonight's game. But the biggest thing about Keanu is, is he is a starter quality offensive lineman when he's healthy at at least three positions. Both guard spots and right tackle in particular are the ones I'm thinking of. But in a pinch, Keanu can even play left tackle. He is that good of a prospect, and he brings quality depth to BYU. The one guy I have not heard about in terms of his travel potentially to Houston is Tristan Hodge. What I have heard is that he has not been practicing, so I would highly doubt he made the trip. But I do not know that for a fact. So I can't tell you guys if he shows up on the roster today when BYU takes on Houston, it was something that I did not get. So I can own that, but everything I have heard about Tristan is he's probably still another week away, but it wouldn't surprise me all of a sudden if he pops up. He is a competitor. He wants to be on the field. Uh, The whole pneumonia situation he developed after testing positive for COVID-19 is a concern, but I think he is a young man. Once he is cleared, and if he is cleared, he will be on the field as soon as possible. So can't rule out him in tonight's game. So there are some good news in terms of the guys coming back to the roster. Oh, and one more thing. Sione Finau, BYU running back, their leading rusher from a year ago. He has been cleared and should be available for tonight's game. If Sione is full go, he makes for a three-headed monster at running back for BYU that I'm very, very high on. I already really like what Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier bring to the mix. But if you have a guy like Sione Finau out there that really, I think, brings something that both of those other two running backs lack. They all have different skill sets, and that's the nice part about it. You've got a five foot eleven, two hundred and twenty pound power back with speed in Tyler Algier. You have the crafty, nimble uh, running back who's great on screens, just has a nose for the end zone in a guy like Lopini Katoa. And then what I would deem as I guess more of a traditional running back, uh, tailback, if you will is a guy like Sione Finau. Not the biggest guy in the world. Good speed, good all-around ability, can catch the ball out of the backfield, but it's just more of that naturally gifted tailback. That's what Sione Finau is. So I think he adds to a running back group for BYU that I really think could be a strength for BYU if they stay healthy this year. All three of them will make life very difficult for opponents, and having a guy like Sione on the field is obviously a boon to BYU. So one big loss but a number of returns in terms of hopefully making up for that loss with BYU going into that game against Houston tonight. We wanted to pass that along to you guys on today's show. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll look on the other side of the field, and that's speaking of the Houston Cougars. Who do you need to know about? What do you need to keep an eye on when it comes to Dana Holgerson's squad? We'll break into that here in just a minute, a little bit later on. We'll get to my prediction for the game and some other news and notes with regards to BYU. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Go, guys. Many of you, and I've talked about this already this week, have walls that you run into. I'm the type of guy, I'm up very early in the morning for my radio job. By mid-afternoon, guys, I am dragging. There's no doubt about it. But Built Go has been a big part of helping me bust through those walls. They want to help you guys bust through your walls, whether they're physical, mental, or otherwise. Built Go is a gel with collagen protein in it that brings lasting energy, but it's healthy for you at the same time. It comes from the same company that advertises with us that does the Built Bars. I'll tell you what, guys. Everything that they do is marvelous. 
They have great flavors with Built Go, and I would encourage you guys to take an opportunity to see if it is something that can help you guys break through whatever barriers you guys have got. If you go to BuiltGo.com right now, you can learn more about what they are offering our listeners. If you use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, you'll get 20% off your next order at Built Go, guys. Can't encourage you guys enough to go check it out. Built Go is a marvelous, marvelous addition to the stable of products that our good friends at Built Bar and the Built Companies have put out there. Check it out, guys. It's Built Go. Go to BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Check it out and break through whatever barrier might be holding you back. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, let's know the foe and let you know what you need to know about the Houston Cougars. Of course, it is the Cougars versus the Cougars tonight, red versus white. BYU, as I mentioned yesterday, is 2-0 all-time against the Red Cougs from the University of Houston, winning back-to-back games in 2013 and 2014. But these games have been competitive when BYU and Houston have matched up, and Houston They built their rep on offense, and that's no different this year. I do think Dana Holgerson is trying to do a better job of having a better defense than maybe some of the Houston teams of the past, but it's still a work in progress there, him being a first-year head coach and the like. On offense, the biggest name to know for BYU in this game is the name of Marquez Stevenson. And many of you have been paying attention, maybe even watched the game last week for Houston, saw what Marquez Stevenson can do. He was the AAC, the American Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Five receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown in the win over Tulane last week. He is a marvelous marvelous player he might be the best wide receiver BYU sees all year long on their schedule and I mean that there are some good receivers from the likes of Boise State etc but I think Marquez Stevenson might take the cake in terms of the best wide receiver BYU faces all year obviously losing out like Kairos Tonga hurts BYU's defense but the secondary should be relatively intact I would expect guys like uh Chris Wilcox as well as Micah Harper will get looks against Marquez Stevenson But the interesting part about the offense for Houston is they have the ability with this air raid to move guys into different spots. Stevenson, he'll be moving all over the field, I would assume, to take take advantage of different matchups with BYU defenders. It's going to be very important for BYU to be very careful when it comes to maybe matching him up with a safety who may be a step slow or even a linebacker potentially that can't keep up with him. He can gash you at any point, and he is a quarterback that can get the ball to him. Clayton Toon had 319 yards passing last week, had a bad start to the game, had a pick six, also had a fumble, a strip sack that he gave up for a touchdown as well, was sacked four times in that game against Tulane, but was 20 of 33 for 319 yards. That's 60.6% completion percentage, had two touchdowns in the win. And an interesting thing about Clayton Toon is I look at this and I feel like he is a kid who has been overlooked and has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, He's been a backup for the majority of his career at the University of Houston. He's finally getting his chance to be the quote-unquote guy there at QB1. And I think he's trying to emerge from the shadow of guys like De'Ara King 
And it's a big opportunity for him to stake claim to being the next great Houston quarterback, especially against a team like BYU. Uh, we had Matt Thomas, who used to work here in the state of Utah, but now is a host down at Sports uh, Sports Talk 790 in Houston, is the host of Houston pregame on their broadcast for the Houston Cougars. He said that Clayton Toon is looking for an opportunity to really make himself, make a name for himself. And he said that the biggest opponent on, on Houston's schedule this year, and funny enough, their only non-conference opponent this year, is BYU. So this is a huge stage for a guy like Clayton Toon, especially when the game's going to be on ESPN, the worldwide leader. It's a huge stage for him. So keep an eye on that. Clayton Toon, the quarterback. In terms of the run game for Houston, I think the guy I would pay attention to, didn't have the most stats last week, but he is a vulture when it comes to touchdowns, is Moba Carr. Uh, it's spelled C-A-R, like the auto ve- automobile vehicle. Mobacar is a guy who really just gets things done inside the red zone. He had two touchdowns a week ago. Kyle Porter also had a touchdown in the game. He led the Houston against Tulane with 57 rushing yards. And Clayton Toon, who we just talked about, also had a rushing touchdown in that game. So this is an offense. It's an air raid offense. But Dana Holgerson has really come around on incorporating more of a run game in here, which is where BYU could be missing out on an opportunity of having Kyrus Tong out there. So it's just one of those things, folks, that I look at this, and it's going to be interesting to see how BYU adjusts for losing a guy like Kyrus Tonga. Flipping over to the Houston defense, a few names you probably want to know about. Up front, Peyton Turner, defensive lineman, had seven tackles, the second-leading tackler for Houston in that game against Tulane, had a really breakout performance had two sacks in the win he's gonna be a guy that BYU needs to pay attention to on the edge both at right and left tackle to slow him down obviously Zach Wilson has not been sacked yet this year officially and the offensive line for BYU like to keep that intact additionally guys like Grant Stewart their star defensive back for the Houston Cougars had nine tackles a week ago he's a guy who flies all over the field making plays BYU's going to need to be aware, be aware of where he is on the field at all times. And then a guy, another guy up front I'm really interested to see how he does is David Anene. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I probably should have done some more research on that. But he had a sack last week, also four tackles in that win over Tulane. I do think Houston has a lot of team speed overall. That is included on their defense. But this is a younger defense. There's a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperience. Well, what comes with inexperience, folks? It comes with play that can be up and down in terms of the quality that you get out of it. That's where I think BYU has an advantage here. If I had my opportunity to tell Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick, as well as the rest of the offensive brain trust for BYU football, what they should do in this game... I would tell them, remember that playbook you guys had against Navy when you ran for 300 yards and just made it force-fed the midshipmen, everything they could handle all night long? Yeah, let's do that again to these Houston Cougars. That's what I'd like to see. I get that Zach Wilson is a star. I get that he is a top five NFL draft prospect. He's a dark horse Heisman candidate. I get all of that. Trust me. I hear it all day, every day. I retweet a lot of the stuff out there. But here's the thing. BYU can win this game and shorten this game by controlling the clock, running the ball, and making Houston say mercy. I do believe that Houston is not necessarily the most stout opponent in the trenches, and that's where BYU needs to bring it all game long and just make life miserable, plain and simple, 
for the Houston Cougars. If you go out there and run for 300 yards, speaking of BYU, I think they win this game comfortably. Obviously, you have to go out and do that. I think a guy like James Ampey coming back and being available should bolster BYU's offensive line. They struggled a little bit last week against UTSA, who was bringing all kinds of blitzes and really had good trench play. Houston is of the same, if not better, caliber than UTSA in the trenches, so you'll need to see a better effort from BYU, especially along that offensive line. I do think the UTSA game was a wake-up call for the Cougars. In talking with some people around the program this week, there was very much a feeling of we almost lost or just a kind of a loss feeling in the locker room after the game before Kalani Satake told them they needed to celebrate. It was a win. You need to go through that. I do think this team realized that they can't just show up and beat people. I think they got a little big-headed, went into that game against UTSA, and got humbled a little bit. They got brought back down to earth. They flew too close to the sun, and they got humbled. I think this team got the wake-up call. At least I hope everything I'm hearing is they got that wake-up call and it gets them going here as they get ready for this game against Houston. Looking forward to it tonight. It should be a fun one, folks. I am excited to see the Cougars versus the Cougars. Obviously, the loss of Kairos Tonga is a massive one, but I still think BYU, they're plenty motivated to go out and prove, you know what? We are the team that we showed in the first three games of the season this year and not the team who struggled against UTSA. Be nice to see that even without Kyrus win one for Tonga as well as some of the other teammates who've been out for the season. Uh, speaking of BYU, but you have to go out there and prove it. You got to put your guys on the field and see how they do. And I'm looking forward to seeing that tonight. We'll give you my prediction as well as catching up on some of the news and notes with regards to tonight's game and some other BYU sports topics here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Love this company. I've told you guys about this a lot in the past, but All Guard Pest Control is the best local pest control company bar none. Whether you've got ants, spiders, mice, termites, no matter what it is, they have the expertise, the know-how, and the resources to make sure you guys are completely satisfied and your problem is abated. They take care of my home, speaking of Seth and his team at All Guard Pest Control, and I have to say this, I endorse them 150%. They are phenomenal, so if you have any pest control needs, Give them a call. 801-851-1812 is the phone number. I give my wholehearted endorsement to Seth and his team. They're big BYU fans to boots. They'd be happy to take care of you guys and talk about the Cougs while they're treating your home. This time of year with the weather getting colder and colder, obviously the creepy crawly things that you don't want inside your home are going to try and get inside. This is the perfect time of year to get your home treated. Make sure that barrier is up. So that way, you're not being surprised when you're moving Christmas ornaments or whatever it might be in your basement or in the closet. It's just a great time to make sure your home is protected. They use the safest products in the industry. Speaking of all guard pest control, they're safe for your family, your pets. You don't have to have any concerns about that. And also with COVID-19, they're taking the utmost precautions, wearing masks, wearing gloves. They will make sure your experience is comfortable for you. They don't want you to feel uncomfortable when they're in, when they're in your home. Excuse me. So check them out, guys. It's All Guard Pest Control. You can go to allguardpestcontrolswiththenest.com to learn more about them online. Their online, online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. You also can give them a call anytime, 801-851-1812. And as I said earlier this week, we are going to do a giveaway of a free service to some of the questions being sent in by you guys about All Guard Pest Control. We're going to have Seth on next Friday to talk about some of these questions. Everybody who submits a question, you can do it via social media. You can e email us, log on byu at gmail.com 
Send in those questions now, and you'll be entered to win a free service from All Guard Pest Control, guys. It's a great way to make sure you're safe and secure inside your home when it comes to your pest control needs. That's All Guard Pest Controls. Call them, 801-851-1812, and let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you when you call them. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, as we round out a Friday edition of the show, a game day Friday, obviously, as BYU gets ready to take on Houston tonight down there at TDECU Stadium, TDECU Stadium. I still don't know how to pronounce that correctly. I probably should look into that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to call it whatever I want. So you guys have probably all been waiting. What does Jake think is going to happen in this game? Uh, I've been going back and forth on this. Obviously, the news last night that I got regarding Kyrus Tonga really made me think, okay, what is BYU going to do in this game? I'll tell you what, though. I think BYU is plenty capable of winning this game without Kyrus Tonga, and that's no disrespect to Kyrus. I mean that sincerely. I hope that young man heals up quickly. He's been a marvelous representative of BYU football, a guy who easily could be in the NFL right now, but decided, you know what, I want to come back for one more year, get my degree, and then move on. I'm excited to see him finally get back on the field whenever he is cleared to return, but in the meantime... I still feel like the talent base is there for BYU to be more than capable of winning this game. Okay, get to it, Jake. Obviously, you're probably screaming. I think this game is going to continue the legacy of the one-score finals between these two teams. Obviously, the games in 2013 and 2014, a one-point game, and was it a seven- or eight-point game in the other I think this is going to be a tight one, folks. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The over-under, I believe, is 62.5 last I saw. And obviously, that can fluctuate up and down. And BYU is still favored by a narrow margin. I would take the over at 62.5, if you want my thought on that. But I'm taking BYU to cover. I think it's going to be BYU 37, Houston 28. That's my prediction for the game. I think BYU gets just enough stops and also puts up enough points to win this game and prove to 5-0 and for the first time since 2008. But looking forward to finally seeing these teams do battle. I give big credit, by the way, to Houston. They easily could have said, you know what, BYU, we don't want to play you guys. We're going to move on. But they stuck to their word. Obviously, they wanted BYU to come to Houston, and I think BYU was agreeable to that plan despite losing the home game against the Cougars that maybe will be made up at some point down the road or maybe not. But I think BYU understood, you know what, Houston's been dealing with us very fairly. They stuck with us despite our entire schedule getting kiboshed and blown blown to bits. So I think these are two programs who have a lot of respect for one another, and I'm looking forward to this matchup. I think it's going to be a fun one. I think you see a lot of offense in tonight's game, but who knows? We'll see what happens, but that's my prediction. BYU 37, the University of Houston 28. Looking forward to this one, folks. 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. Enjoy it. We'll do a special edition of the podcast afterwards to recap it, get you some of the post-game audio from BYU coaches and players of whatever happens. That's the simple fact of the matter. I'm looking forward to it 
already. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back with you guys again soon, talking BYU sports like we usually do. Big, big thank you for your guys' continued support. It is so much fun to be with you guys each and every day. The words of encouragement you guys sent to me on social media and via email, they really do make doing this every day a, just a truly a labor of love, but I enjoy doing it. I sit down every day and think, you know what? I have an awesome opportunity to talk BYU sports, and I just can't thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And like I said, the email address, as always, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great day. Enjoy the game tonight. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for October 16th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys soon. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.